Hey, how's everyone doing? And welcome back to Late Night with Larry. So tonight we're going to talk about Vince's experience that he had up in the Hamas Mountains with uh, supposedly Sasquatch. Um, I'm going to let him tell you about it. Uh, I'll just tell you that when he told me about it, I I've always been a fan of Sasquatch, and I was I was wanting to you know I want to see Sasquatch. I'm 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 that guy, and uh, you know people say I'm going to get the shit scared out of me, but Vince actually had an encounter, and I'm going to let him tell you about it. Hey there, Vince here. How's everybody doing? Yeah, a couple years ago we went up to the Hamas Mountains. <clears throat> you know I've always been on the fence about Sasquatch. It's always intrigued me, but you know I'm like everyone else. I'll believe it when I see it. But uh, we're new to the Albuquerque area. I have my my children living with me. I'm a single dad. We decided to go up to the mountains uh, right before school started. I believe it was end of July. You know, get in one more camping trip, get out to the mountains before they go back. So we headed up to the Hamas Mountains. This is my first trip out there. I've never been there. I just seen uh, my friends posting about it on social media. And, you know, it looked awesome. I said, man, that'd be perfect. They have waterfalls. They have hot springs. They have, you know, everything you would want for a good camping, hiking, fishing, whatever you want. So we headed up there. And I guess everybody and their mother had the same idea because that place was packed. Every campground, every spot was full. So we drove around to several campgrounds and everything full. We went up to, they have Fenton Lake up there. Um, nice little lake. We went up there and even that was full. So when we turned around to leave, there was a, uh, I guess a forest ranger, a young lady. And she started talking to me and she told me, you know, if, if you want to go primitive camping, you don't have to pay. Just find a forest road and pull over somewhere. You make your own campsite and, you know, it's free of charge. So you guys don't have to go back. So... I, you know, I th I asked the kids if they wanted to. They said, yeah, sure. So she directed me to a forest road. Oh, about a quarter mile away from Fenton Lake. I can't remember what road number it was. So we headed up there and we headed back into the mountain. I don't know, a couple miles. Uh, there was scattered campers here and there, but nobody really close. So we picked a nice flat, grassy spot and we set up camp and, you know, we just spend all day gathering firewood and you know the kids were goofing around it was it was nice it was nice and relaxing i'd say around five o'clock it started to rain so we all you know climbed into the tent and hunkered down we're just relaxing joking around talking the rain let up finally about nine o'clock so we all poured out of the tent and we decided to make a late night dinner started a fire and after we ate, my daughter and her friend, they went to lay down in the tent. And uh, my daughter brought her dog, a little chihuahua. So he was in the tent with them. And it was just me and my son by the fireside. We were just there. It was, a, it was actually nice, perfect, because, you know, summertime after the rain, it was nice and cool. We're enjoying the stars and the scenery and the campfire. And I would say about 10 o'clock, I saw, I kept seeing something out of the corner of my eye. It was, uh, it looked like a red uh, reflector, the round ones that they put on the side of the road. But sometimes I'd see it, sometimes I wouldn't. And I didn't think too much about it. I thought maybe there was a road back there or something because I was still pretty unfamiliar with the terrain out there. But uh, I guess about an hour went by and, you know, I'd see it and then it was gone and... 
I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't really think too much about it. About 11.30, just <clears throat> all hell broke loose. Something started screaming at us, and it was a high-pitched scream. And it couldn't have been more than 20, 30 yards away. It was right where I was seeing that, that red reflector light or whatever it was. And started screaming. <laughs> and it, it scared the crap out of me. I'm not going to lie. And I just turned to my son. I, I didn't even know what to say. I, I just asked him, was that a dog? And he looked at me, he's like, uh, no, Dad, I don't think that was a dog. So we stood there kind of shocked. And that, that thing, we, we could hear it moving over there. And, you know, hindsight, it was eyeshine that I was seeing from the campfire. And we could hear it, you know, moving back and forth. And it would poke its head out. We, we couldn't see detail because it was so dark. But we could see the eyeshine. And... I guess about 15 minutes later, I heard another one on the opposite side of us. It, it was just walking. You could hear the footsteps. And uh, it, it was going uh, up the hill across from the other one. And you could hear it. It was it was almost like talking. It was mumbling. Uh, and I, I can't... It's hard to describe. It was a low, low pitch mumble. And it kind of just sounds like, uh, you know, like if you would see a caveman on TV kind of like that and he walked up the hill and I, that I say he because the the noise or the the pitch of the voice was really low as opposed to the other one I think the other one was a female because it was really high but he, the the male would stop and he was shaking the trees and you know making he was yelling and making funny noises then he'd walk toward the other one and he'd stop and shake a tree and yell at us and it was insane, <clears throat> but the male, he, he, I guess he wasn't too interested in us. He kept walking, and you could hear him walking through the brush, through the forest, and he was walking away from us, but every, I don't know, five or ten minutes, he would stop. He would shake a tree. He would break off a tree limb and smack the tree with it. Now, I don't know if it was uh, they were trying to intimidate us to get us out of there or Maybe he was communicating his uh, location with the female, which stood by our camp. She, she walked around the campsite the whole time. But anyway, he walked away for a good uh, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And you could hear him in the distance. He's getting further and further. And we had some neighbors camping in a camper, in a trailer, maybe a quarter mile down the road. And I guess they heard what was going on. Uh, one guy got out of the camper and he just screamed. He said, hey. And then I guess the male heard him because the male started. He was doing the same thing, but he was working his way back to us. And it was at, at that point I decided to wake up my daughter and her friend. And I went in the tent and I said, you need to wake up. You guys need to hear this. And right, right at that time, one of them screamed. And my daughter's friend, her eyes just got big. And she said, oh, my God, I heard that. What is that? And I told him, I, I think I know what it is, but I want you guys to, to, to listen. And, you know, so you guys could form your own opinion. And uh, it's funny because my daughter's chihuahua, it's, uh, well, you know, most chihuahuas are all piss and vinegar ready to fight anything. All that thing was doing was laying by my daughter crying. So the two girls came out of the tent and they sat by me and my son and they heard what was going on, the one walking around the camp and that male making his way back. So I told the kids, I said, whenever you don't feel comfortable, we will leave. So we stood out there maybe another five more, ten more minutes. 
And these two things were, I don't know, 20 yards away. They were right in the tree line from where, where we were. And that's when they said, let's go. And I mean, they jumped in the truck and they didn't even bother to get their shoes or nothing. They're all looking out the back window at me with big eyes as I'm picking up shoes and blankets. So we headed down the, uh, the, the mountain there. They have places where you could pull off and fish during the day. We found a, what we thought was a pretty safe spot and we waited there until the sun came up. And then when the sun came up, we went back, we packed up everything and we left. <clears throat> um, looking back, I should have probably looked around, around for some evidence. But to be honest with you, I was, I was too damn scared. I just wanted to get my equipment and get out of there. And, I'm, and my kids felt the same way. So, And I should have talked to the neighbor too. But I came home. I remember nobody slept that night. I, I went to lay down to take a nap and I couldn't sleep. I just laid in bed. And the only thought going through my head is, what in the hell was that? You know, I had a, I, I had a good idea that it was a Sasquatch, but it just took me a while to register and, you know, digest everything that happened. But the only thing going through my head is, I'm never going back to the forest again. And, man, it was just nuts. And that's how I felt. Until a couple of days later, I kind of... I, I called my brother here and I told him the story and that's where he comes in. Uh, I didn't want to go back, but he wanted to go up there. Yeah. And I can remember <clears throat> the first time he told me the story, you know, he told it with such conviction that I was like, yo shit, you know, he's, he's for real. He had a genuine experience out there. So me being the curious one, you know, and they say curiosity killed the cat. Well, it depends about what cat you're talking about, but I was curious and I wanted to go out there and experience it for myself. So it took me some time to talk him back, you know, to going back out there. And, uh, it, you know, I had to convince him cause he genuinely didn't want to go. And, uh, through some coercion and I guess just, you know, like a little kid, let's go, let's go, let's go. He finally gave in and we went out there. So he walked me through, you know, we went to the same spot. He walked me through where, you know, he saw the eye shine, uh, the height the eye shine was and where the other ones were. And, you know, as, as he was telling me that, I, I picture it in my mind and I was like, man, I don't I don't know what I would have done. I would have probably. Yeah, I would have probably left, too. I would have been freaked out. I would have packed my shit and headed down the mountain too. But, you know, people say, you know, I've listened to a lot of stories about Sasquatch and they say, you always want to see one, but when you finally see one, you wish you wouldn't have. And, you know, to this day, I'm like, yeah, maybe so, but I'm still curious. I don't care if I see that motherfucker cross the road. I just want to see one. Right. And, and, and maybe more so maybe just so that I could say, yeah, they're real. And make me a believer. Right. I, I didn't see, like, a whole lot of detail other than the eye shine, but still, that scared the shit out of me when I didn't want to go back. But And, and it's funny, because after you convinced me to go back that first time, right. now it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's an obsession, but I, I, I want to see one, you know, a, a bet, better view. Right. I mean, you've already had that first real encounter, and you're like, you just want to prove to yourself, is that really what I think it was? You know, and and we've been back many times since. And, you know, 
I'm not gonna lie. There's some nights where we were asleep, and and I heard shit that I can't explain. Uh, for instance, one night we were asleep, and about I'd say about three in the morning, he, my brother, you know, made sure I was awake. He's like, "Hey, you awake?" And I, you know, I'm like, "Yeah." I said, "Did you hear that?" And I'm like, "Yeah. What the fuck is that?" And what I heard. It's it's off in the distance and, you know, in the mountains, you know, sound could carry, but it has to be a loud sound because you got all the trees that muffle the sound. But it, that sound was carrying and it sound like, I don't know, a big motherfucker. If it was a man, you know, he was a big motherfucker, just the scream and the depth of the lungs and how it held for. I don't know a man that could scream that even rock stars that sing. I don't think they could scream and hold it that loud and that deep. Right. And uh, we, we've been to the mountains enough. We, you know, we've heard bears, we heard mountain lions and it, we've heard out bugling. It was none of that. It was, uh, it was just a scream that you couldn't, I don't know. You, it's hard to describe unless you hear it yourself. Right. It makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. And we, we've been there before, uh, we we always hear a lot of tree snaps, tree knocks. It's it's crazy. Sometimes right. we hear them on both sides of the ridge, like they're communicating. Right. I, I think they're telling each other, "Hey, these idiots are back." <laughs> they, they, they probably are. They're like they're not gonna leave us alone. Well, and this last time we were out there, and it was just recently, we were just sitting there, and end of camping season. Me and my brother just sitting there, and out of nowhere, we heard like. A bottle got thrown, and if any of you have ever heard a bottle hit a dirt road, it makes a hollow thump sound, like doop, doop, doop. And we looked at each other and said, did you hear that? And we're like, we're the only motherfuckers out here. You know, either we're going senile and having the same delusion, or something threw a bottle. Yep, and uh, it was distinct, and it was close. Yeah, it was. And, and shit like that, you... You think, oh, yeah, I'm a brave camper. When you hear shit like that and you're the only ones out there in that forest and it's getting dark, eh, you think twice. <laughs> right. And uh, like you said, you think you're a brave camper. <laughs> it's funny because after everything I've been through on that mountain, we went up there for that camping trip and somebody, I won't mention no names, forgot their tent. So <laughs> they had to come down the mountain and left me up there alone. You know, it was daylight. It was in the evening. But... Once I was up there all alone listening to the sounds, it is fucking spooky up there. Yeah, it is. I mean, it it really is, you know. People go up there in their RVs and their campers and whatnot. And, you know, I give kudos to people that just go up there with the tent. That's what we do. And like, Yeah, that's what we do. And it's scary as hell. You're like, uh, creatures out here could rip this tent apart and get to me while I'm all freezing, trying to get warm in that tent. But yeah, We would be nothing more than a burrito for the squash. That's it. That's it. And it's, you know, it's just something I want to experience. And there's, yeah. you know, there's people all over this country that have sightings every day, every day. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm so obsessed that I'm going to quit my job and and become a full-time Sasquatch hunter unless someone wants to fund me and <laughs> and give me that much money. But but it's it's a subject that it intrigues me because it's either either this whole country is having a fucking mass delusion or or there's millions of liars. Right. And, and you know, there, there's a lot of sightings reported, but 
I think a lot go unreported because people are afraid of ridicule. Right. I mean, look, you, I'm your brother and you didn't want to tell me. Right. And, and I'm still cautious about who I tell because some people there either believe you or they're like, you're fucking nuts. Right. What are you smoking? Exactly. Yeah. Now, getting back to our last camping trip, we heard the bottle on night one. Tell them what you heard on night two when we were both asleep in the tent. Oh, just the the scream? Yes. Yeah, I mean... And, and that wasn't the first scream you've ever heard, but no. this is probably one of the closest. Yes, and it, well, it was kind of like the same scream I heard that first night, Just, but it's just a blood-curdling scream, and it's like... And what the fuck is out there? You know, we we almost, I'm going to be truthful, as grown men, we almost packed it up and got the fuck out of there. Yep. Because it, it does get scary and you're thinking, okay, I wanted to see this, but if seven, eight, nine foot big hairy man comes out of those trees, I'm going to fucking fill my britches. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's strange. Uh, you know, I don't know what to think. Some people say they're nonviolent. But then you get the stories like the big thicket in Texas where they are violent. Or we, we've heard stories or read stories about other other places in the country where there are violent. They have killed people. Right. But that night when I was there with my kids, I honestly believe if they wanted us, they could have taken us. Oh, yeah. And you, you hear that. that I, I think the male really had no interest in us. Right. But the female, because my daughter and her friend were young, they're still, you know, they're children. Right. So I think that's what interested the female. You're thinking, oh, look, we could adopt these two. Yep. Look, they're being neglected. They have no hair on them. <laughs> right. Or ain't no fat on their body. Right, right, right. Look at those poor kids. They don't feed them. They're, they're malnutrition. Look how small their feet right. are. <laughs> right. Oh, no. They're, they're, they're stunted growth. Poor things. Yeah. But back to the subject. We, we've been out there several times. And almost every trip out there, we've heard something. Every trip. Something. Every trip. And we can't definit definitively say, you know, it was a Sasquatch or whatever, but it's just things that make you think. And, you know, it's you, there's no other animal that hears the noises that, you know, or that makes the noises we hear. No, there's not. And, and you know, we do know the sounds. We were out there that one time and it was early morning and that we heard that bear running toward the... Yeah, toward our camp. Toward the camp, you know, and of course you could hear that bear, it's heavy huffing and puffing, and you're like, oh, I know what that is, and it's coming this way. It, it just, but we had to think about it too. What would scare a bear into running like that? Right, and then all of a sudden, the, that bear just got quiet. Yeah, I, I think he smelled us, our camp, and then he's Probably. like, whoop, I don't want to go there. Yeah, he said, wrong way, I smell fire. Yep. Yeah, but, you know, and... I always think, okay, if there is a Bigfoot, where did it come from? How did it survive? And is it a government experiment gotten wrong? Or is it an ancestor of a Gigantopithecus? Right. And see, that's that's just it. There's a, there, there's a lot of evidence. Uh, maybe some people won't say it's substantial evidence. But the thing is, the scientific world will not take it seriously and and the the ones that do they're mocked or you know shunned criticized that yep. pseudoscience right crazy fuckers out there looking for nothing that that exists and, and like everybody says it's going to take a body but if you bring in a body 
that body's going to disappear, I guarantee you. Well, you know, it's going to take a body. And we heard all these hunters that tell their stories and they say, I could have bought you a body. But when I saw the face and how human it looked, I didn't want to shoot it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, you know, and that's another reason why I want to see one. I'm like, it, it, does it really look human or... You know, right? Because you see all these uh, drawings or pictures, and they there's similarities, but they all look different. So, but like like you said, I'd like to see one for myself where I could make out detail and see how human it is. Right? Yeah, and 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 if you look at that and you see detail, and you're like, damn, that looks that looks like me in the morning. <laughs> Shit, you know? Or at last call at the bar. That's right. You know, it's <laughs> like it's like damn okay now what really is it so yes you know and uh getting back to sasquatch stories my brother and i uh we we've been to the reservation a lot we have a lot of native friends around here in new mexico and the four corners area right and they have some very interesting stories right and of course you know the natives they've been in their culture since since we go back and since they've been riding on cave walls you know? right right and uh yeah but so. To them, they, they know the existence is real. And some of them will say, you know, I, I thought they were just folklore that the the adults passed down to the children, you know, to keep us close to the village or, you know, make us behave. But a lot of them have had their own experience and they're like, holy shit, this, it's real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we would, uh, when, when I had my experience, I Googled Bigfoot or Sasquatch in the Hamas and they were, I was surprised at how many incidents there have been up there yeah i mean uh, if anyone watches what is it discovery or history that has a search, travel channel or that has all those yeah. the the searching for bigfoot finding bigfoot well yeah, finding that bigfoot. was animal planet but that's that's not on any okay. longer but i'm sure most people know what it is yeah well that series finding bigfoot they had a they had an episode where they went to the Hamas and they were searching for Bigfoot and they interviewed people. And I saw that episode and, you know, some of the stories of those people told, it's like, well, shit, that's right in our alley. Right. And some of the, if you look it up, I believe it's even on a news site. Some of the best thermal image of uh, a Sasquatch is filmed up in the Hamas. I don't right. know if you've seen it. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. On that episode, they showed, and what now they they're saying we can't definitely say it's a Sasquatch, but they showed a big body mass in the thermal walking through the trees. Yes, and you know I'm like, ah, it possibly could be because but, they're seen there. Right, but if if you go up there and you see a big body mass like that, ain't gonna be nobody up there just walking around. And that's and see, and that's why people say, oh, it's staged, it's fake. I'm like, you know. You're up here in the mountains, and it gets cold up there, even in the summertime. Yeah. And who the hell's going to walk around these mountains, especially in the dark like that? It's scary as shit. Yep. And not to mention you got mountain lions, bears. Yeah. So I I, I just tend to think that I'm going to lean on the side that, you know, they are real. Kind right. of, yeah, kind of like when the Eminem guy saw Santa Claus. He right, is real. exactly. And me, I, I've changed. I'm not a believer. I'm a knower because I know what happened that night. I know what was there. But, uh, you know, I'm not out to convince anybody because I know. But I'd like, I'd like to see it again. And I would like my brother to see it also. Yeah. And that's all. Just see it one time. And I'll probably be happy. I'll, I'll, I probably won't want to see it again. But just yeah. just one time. We'll be camping at the kitty pond after that. Huh? that that's right. <laughs> if No matter where we see it, we'll avoid that spot. I'm almost right. sure of it. But 
we would like to hear if you guys have any stories you'd like to share with us. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. And if you want, we could even read them on here or even have you on or we'll figure something out. Right. And how would they get us those stories? Well, you could email us at late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. Now that's all one word late night with Larry 55 and uh, send us your information. We'll reach out to you and, you know, get your take on it. You know, I'm, I'm sure everyone has a story to tell. Yes, and this is something that uh, is very near and dear to our hearts. It's, we're very interested in it. Uh, we love the subject. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, we would. So, on that note, I know this isn't a very long episode, but it's one that we wanted to get out and tell you guys our side of the story and uh, invite you to share your story with us. So we're looking forward to hearing from you. If you have a story, like I said, email us. I give you the email and uh, we hope to hear from you. Right. And thanks for tuning in and listen to us, Jabber. That's right. Thank you.